Team Fred. He's excited their attention. Excited to be back. Captivate that fucking audience. We're back. Captivate that. They are captivating. Consider them captivated. Looking at the line notes, uh, my name is Joey Parisi. Should we go around the room? My name is Greg Knight. I'm Bruce Charles Robinson. (laughs) (laughs) And we are (laughs) The Great Beyond Podcast. The Great Beyond. We got some feedback that we should say our names. Um, We're listening. We are who we are. We respond. To See our if you listeners. can find me on the lot. <laughs> Catch me on the lot. How about that? <laughs> so, if you haven't noticed, we haven't been recording an episode for about two months now. We know you all have noticed. We know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? And it's, I mean, live music is back. We have to go to all these shows. And, I mean, there's just so little time to record. So, we finally reserved some time. We're back. And since we last recorded, there's been a million things that have happened. Let me pull up my sheet of paper here. Uh, Good thing we don't have analog, paper. Real paper. I don't have a laptop with me. Uh, we had a West Coast tour announcement. Fred Fest happened. It did. A Goosemas announcement. Surprise, surprise. That's a thing. Greg's wedding happened. He got married to our manager. Love story for the ages. Keep it in the fam, baby. Uh, 4848. See Here and Now happened, and end of the summer on that. Sweetwater 420 announced, which, which seems like a godsend of a oh, lineup. That's going to be a crazy festival next year. Amazing. Terminal 5, which is one of the best shows I've ever seen. We'll talk about that a little later. Ray Below Tour announcement over the winter. Uh, and mm-hmm. Goose was on Thursday Night Football. Mm. All 15 seconds of Madhavan. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be honest, that 15 seconds is a longer break than most music clips get that's very true so there we go i that's mean it was true. because there was a a seahawk i found out you know yes. I'm, not, I'm not in the audubon society so i don't know these things but yeah shout out to our guest dave deciani yeah right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our, our, our resident bird expert yeah. <laughs> yeah right and i completely forgot in the list uh also a new year's show guys has a goose new year's show it has. There's been yeah. one. Yeah. There was one. Tell yeah. me about it. I stopped. Nobody went because we all went to fish. <laughs> I was. At <laughs> I, don't even know if, I don't even know if the whole band was there. Um, but I think it was. Uh, it was New Year's 2017. 2017. 2017 at, at the acoustic. acoustic. Yeah. yeah, in Bridgeport. So that's that's pretty dope. Um, I hear Chicago is absolutely beautiful in December. So I can't wait to get out there. Oh, it's gonna be. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. Where do you want to start? Um, let's let's talk Goosemas. Let's yeah. talk Goosemas. Let's talk. I'm excited. Same. Uh, three sets from the guys, Mohegan Sun. Um, I mean, plenty of surprises in store. Allegedly, I was able to talk to Getty um, and saw his plans for the stage. Gonna be sick. And uh, I don't know. I guess I'll just give you an interesting little vignette about my experiences with Mohegan Sun. Oh. Um, Please do. Used to sneak in there when I was under 18, try to gamble. Didn't really ever work. Mm. Uh, but I did see some amazing shows there. In no particular order, Fish in 2019, Prince in 2013, 
Bruce was there as well. One of my biggest regrets uh, was missing uh, Bruce that. was not there yeah. as well. Oh, no, I wasn't. I was like, oh, fish is expensive enough. And I was sat in the nosebleeds for prints for like $250. But I did not realize he was going to pass away like the next year. But... Um, yeah, that was a, that was a big regret. Great night though. I went with my parents. My dad and I had to drag my mom out of there. Prince's sixth encore, um, <laughs> and then probably top show ever at Mohegan Arena was uh, Maroon Five on New Year's Eve 2004. Songs about Jane, baby. Great um, album. Was Adam shirtless though? Adam was not shirtless, unfortunately. But what did happen was they played till 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> took like a helicopter um, to MTV and the only reason I found out was because I drove back to my parents house turned on MTV and they were performing for the ball drop so uh, that was pretty cool but shirted shirted so, no. so dumb what a waste so it's not Maroon 5 is what yeah it's basically it's the, not yeah, exactly. it's a different band altogether yes I believe um, what were they called before Kara's Flowers for the music fans out there oh that's the most emo name I've ever heard <laughs> in my life it's like Adam Levine was came out of the womb with extremely tight black jeans on <laughs> I have very limited uh, knowledge that I keep that I hope will win me Jeopardy one day that won't it won't <laughs> well, anyway, moving on, um, Orebolo Tour, having oh. December, January. Do that one more time. Orebolo Tour. <laughs> <laughs> Did he turn the AC off in here, or was Kathleen, it just me? Yeah. Kathleen, look out. Wow. wow. <laughs> Shout out to our manager. Um, loves acoustic tunes, which is what I'm sure you're referencing, Joey. Um, we've got Terrytown Music Hall uh, in Terrytown, New York. Not too far from New York. City. No, 45 minute train ride. I'm going. Me too. I'll be uh, there. I might. I might go. Bruce will see you there. Um, <laughs> Homer Center for the Performing Arts in Homer, New York, kind of near Syracuse. That's a hike, but uh, I know there's a there's a goose stronghold up there, so I'm sure that'll pack out. Yeah. Spruce Peak Performing Arts, which is in Stowe, Vermont, for all you skiers out there. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good little side activity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Head up, head up north, see a goose show. It just seems that. like this is ski tour for Peter and Rick and Jeff. <laughs> it definitely does. Yeah, so, for sure. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying anything, but you know, it just seems that way. Who knows? Maybe Peter Peter will get caught in a ditch and have to play Michelle Branch. Um, <laughs> One twenty-one. We've got Ogden Theater supporting the Kitchen Dwellers. Big shout out to the Dwellers oh, as yeah. uh, as an artist who supported them before. I uh, love those guys. Those guys were too. Wait, when was that? Uh, that was um, that was at Cervantes after. Uh, yeah, after the Denver shows. The Denver shows. Still don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. I mean, I know that I remember Kitchen Dwellers really crushing. I don't know if anything else happened those nights, but yeah. Doesn't matter. Anyway. One twenty-two, twenty-three, Old Town Pub. Um, Oof. I love Old Town Pub. If anybody can make it out for these Arabella shows, you absolutely should. Great That's place it. to support. Um, I, I just love it. I wish I could make it out. Maybe we could get a reprise on the Goose Boat stickers. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, nice. the classics. Um, yeah, we'll see. Or Ore Boat Low. Ooh. That one's free, baby. <laughs> that's, a, that's a free one. Make that stick of money. And then, um, you know, after after that, I mean, three days later, West Coast Tour. I'm sticking out there. I'm going, going <laughs> back. back. <laughs> wow. To Cali, Cali. Um, all right, whatever. We're, we're, we're not covering that. I can't. That was just so offbeat. You when know, the endo eh. hits your lyrics, whatever. All right, okay. so uh, 126 Tempe, Arizona at the Marquee, where they kicked off their West Coast run with 
pigeons playing a bing bong yeah. in 2020. That huh. Mustang Sally they referenced in Fred the Film that oh, that apparently they... was a joke that nobody got except the bands. I love Mustang Sally. I have no problem with it. Oh. With how they play it, they could play it every night. I really uh, don't care. I mean, it's, it's one of their... It's one of, an old cover that they play that they just absolutely crush. We, every, all of us uh, have always loved it, you know, growing up locally, and you don't get to hear it that often. The one at Westville was massive. Yeah, that massive. was fire. That was and it fire. was also cool because Peter definitely outplayed Rick, and then I told him that after the, the show, and that was fun. But which, anyway. Which is why he hasn't talked to you since. Yeah, um, <laughs> 127, the observatory in San Diego, home of Ron Burgundy. Mm. Uh, and that's going to be great. Also, San Diego. Uh, fun fact, that's where Coach had his bachelor party. Oh, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Still tired. Still <laughs> yeah. tired. Um, 128, the Fonda in L.A. Um, cool. <laughs> Los LA, Angeles. LA yeah, yeah, cool. City of Angels. Under the bridge. Yeah. Um, 129.30, Regency Ballroom in San Fran. We'll be out there. Mm-hmm. I definitely expect to be out here for those uh, Southern California shows. They, uh, they put a little slabberoo in San Fran before Great American Music Hall. What were the highlights there? Oh, that tumble. Tumble. February 15th, 2020. Or tumbling. Crazy. Crazy. Um, Midtown Ballroom, February 2nd in Bend, Oregon. Yeah, it's tough. I really, when they made this announcement, was like, how can I manage to hit those Southern California shows and get up north to hit these uh, Northwest shows? But it's just, it's a tough track, you know? It's going to be hard to drive, um, and then it's also a lot of fun, but it's almost like you have to one another. If you can't, if you don't have to, definitely hit them up. I'd, I'd love to get out there to see them in the Northwest yeah, it seems like that bends into the next shows, the Portland shows. That's like gonna feel like one big run. I think three days in a row in oh, Oregon. Yeah. I feel like it's gonna be a lot of the same crowd. And so. it's just cool that now they can hit up these venues that they played those opening sets for, and really like you know give them the full experience, the full show. Yeah. Yeah, I may have to avoid Portland though, because ninety percent of my vices are legal there. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll just fast forward to the Neptune Theater in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Um, this venue does does seem pretty similar to that February run. Uh, what's going on over there at 1111? Got a little playbook here. That, Neptune, that Neptune Theater show from that last run was also a very good opening set. Yep. Yeah. Um, the, yep. It was like 222 or something like that, but it was a really good set. It's almost as if we had it in the notes. And then back oh, to we did. Oh, I, didn't, I don't look at the notes. I mean, that's just Bruce's intellect coming through, everybody. <laughs> back, back to Bozeman, February 7th. Um, brand new venue. Yep. Sim- similar to uh, a lot of the fall tour, which is just these new venues that popped up during COVID. That's cool. And you wouldn't, you know, when I think of Montana, I think of not a lot of police and I think of methamphetamine, but I, <laughs> I think like people in Bo- Bozeman supposed to be a really cool um, town. And I heard a lot of good stuff about it after the Montana shows um, that they played this summer. So that would be a really fun place to hit if you guys can do it. It sounds like there's cool crowds out there too. So I'm going to spend closer. so much money. Oh, Jesus Christ. Christ. Like, where does it go? This stuff even, doesn't grow on trees, man. Uh, I, I don't know. Some, for say, I just funnel it directly from my company to Goose. Yeah. <laughs> they just go on. <laughs> they I might as pay their salary. Literally pay them back. Seriously, yeah. just direct deposit. <laughs> just direct deposit, Rick, please. Yeah. That and Delta Airlines. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> Thank you.
right, so um, as all of the intrusive people in Algoose may know, uh, my <laughs> wedding went semi-viral. Um, I did get married to our manager, Kathleen. Um, it was fantastic. We had some special guests play some tunes. Um, and we're going to talk to the one, the only, Robbie Chemical. Another very special guest. What's very, up? very special yeah. guest. Uh, he is our studio engineer. Table 12, um, baby. He was at Table 12. Joy Parisi uh, deals with us when we record the podcast. So we're going to do five minutes with Rob and talk about the wedding. Rob, initial impressions. Uh, so first of all, that was the first of three weddings that I went to like over the course of like two weeks. Um, your wedding was fucking amazing, man. You, you nailed the whole... Everything about it was great. The, your wedding had the best... Um, like testimonials at the altar like all the people that spoke yeah. to you guys were um it was really nice yeah so. it was very it was very compelling so sierra who did the officiating was absolutely stellar coming from unefficient obviously who's, yeah who's extremely good at doing that an efficient efficient um <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we got married at the bronx zoo which was super dope um had a little bit of goose at the zoo um check out the photos big shout out to m wallace for taking some photos oh, who absolutely hey. happens to be here with us today. m wallace hey. is in, in the studio today thank you m um a lot of good photos of peacocks and gorillas a lot of good photos. <laughs> gorillas getting down. The gorillas yeah. were really getting into the whole love vibe. Yeah, you guys had that like perfectly like choreographed peacock situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that was like really really cool. I ended up uh, taking that peacock. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> stowing it away with your great blue t-shirts. I mean, in your trunk. I, my apartment is big enough for me and an animal. So. <laughs> <laughs> just just almost big enough. Um, and we got a set. From Goose. The Goose set was sick, too. at the zoo. Um, so, you know, big shout out to the homie Ian Biggs and the Ruckus, the uh, the yep, primary wedding it. band. Yep. Yeah, they were actually um, great. But yeah. I, I do feel like it's got to be tough to be another band when Goose is playing, you know, short set at a wedding. Um, it's Joey. tough for me. It's <laughs> well, just a I, lay person. <laughs> I'm doing nothing. I'm just trying to drink, you know? Yeah, besides being the best man. Um, oh, that's right. Joey, yeah. um, <laughs> want to run us through the Goose set? Uh, yeah. Hold on, let me pull up my notes. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was three songs and I don't remember. Joey on paper, everybody. That's, that's <laughs> Table 12's fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, started off with So Ready, because of course we're so ready for this goose set. It's of my the mom's the favorite Bronx, song. My mom's favorite. Uh, that well, is it true. was dedicated to yeah. Greg's mom. That is true. And then I Wish by Stevie Wonder, like... Holy shit, dude. Yes. That was maybe the greatest Goose performance I've seen because they had Tweaks 2 sit in. That's uh, right. Sax. That's Tweaks right. Too. Tommy Weeks of the Funky Dogs Brass Band. Yeah, he seamlessly fit in there. He really did. I all of a, I was on the side like kind of dancing, grooving the I wish, and then all of a sudden I'm like, is there a fucking sax? <laughs> and there was, and it was nice. Yeah, I was him really and, happy about that. Him and Rick had this crazy back and forth oh, during yeah, the solo. Right. Yeah. Unbelievable. Check out the videos up in El Goose. That is apparently intrusive. No, it's not intrusive. No, 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 it's not intrusive. It was was very intrusive. And then Arcadia, to close it out with uh, a guest sit-in who I don't really remember. I mean, the sax was so good, I can't remember who sat-in. I forget how, you know, the guests sometimes when one of them really takes over. Some guy freestyled at the wedding. Whatever. Um, Just want to highlight to the best men's speeches. So, big happy birthday shout-out to Matt Kalinske, Goose's man. Blippin' man. Blippin' man. Happy birthday. Let it. You know, he let it rip. And also Bruce Robinson. Um, oh, yeah. 
Bruce Robinson <laughs> ripped an mm. absolute type two speech. Yeah, that was definitely the most legendary part of the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Fourteen um, minutes. Yeah, Greg's of... aunts were just like. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yep. They were giving him the cane on the neck. Yeah, you know? yeah. The good thing about that was I didn't see that, and so I just kept going. Yeah. Um, one thing I will tell everybody: if you have to do a speech in a wedding and you have it on your phone because you want to make a joke about the phone, don't turn on auto rotate because it really makes it hard to read the speech and follow along with where you're at. Just a heads up. So we'll blame it on auto rotate. Whatever. Bruce went type two. It, it well, was awesome. It was also Greg's dad's fault because he basically stole your speech. Was that right, or was that? Um, just a... yeah. Actually, now that I remember, Herb uh, took every good line I had. Yeah, Herb had a good speech too. Yeah. Made it better and did it before me. Um, and then I had to go up and just falter uh, as usual. <laughs> so. Interestingly enough, my dad did use a bird metaphor for the whole thing, and then forgot to mention goose, which was good um, because uh, the two best men just did test else to the band. Yeah, right. Anyway, Matt let's brought it up. fast forward. Yeah, I blame Kalinske. Or move backwards. Um, Fred Festival happened. Oh, yeah. And Brian Murphy ripped a film. Yeah, he did. Fred so, the film. Yeah, check that out. I mean, if you haven't watched it yet, it's really a lot of fun. And I honestly, like, the backstage experience is, like, really cool to see and the way he captured it. Just the conversations that happen between the band and their guests and, like, the planning that goes into it like it's really cool how like improvised the entire weekend kind of was in a uh, way and uh, yeah because it's just a lot with 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 covid regulations and with um lock and whipping together these three separate festivals with some issues with weather at the festivals and things of that nature there was just a lot up in the air and a lot of play and um luckily the weather held out for Fred, for us, it was beautiful the whole weekend. Um, it was it was really a great time, and I'm really glad that it actually went smoothly for the guys as smoothly as it could, um, because it really it really you could feel that from the fans and and everybody was that was there had a great time, um, super nice chill vibe. Security was super chill, yeah, uh, it, and you know no lines. It was re- it was really spectacular for that first fest. Yeah, so, and, the, and the VIP section was really cool too because all the artists were just out hanging out. You could say hi to them, like you know, give yeah. the props. Like I remember during Corey Wong, uh, Sammy Ray and the friends, like their whole band had just finished, so they were hanging out in the VIP section. And there was this quiet point during Corey Wong where the backup vocalist did this like cool little improv harmony, and like pretty much everyone in the first like five rows or so like heard it, and like everyone just turned their heads like, what was that beautiful noise that just came out? Uh, and it was me. Oh, it was them. Okay. It was the other. Yeah, it was the other. Okay, yeah. Okay. And so, it. speaking of Fred, um, our resident person who does all the work on the podcast, Joey Parisi, <laughs> um, was able to go down the pathway with uh, this episode's guest, Mr. Dave DeCiani, Goose Manager, Pigeons Manager, partner at Eleven Eleven Group, and Dreamweaver. And Dreamweaver. Yeah, as you'll he, hear at the end of the interview. He's also a bird expert. He's a bird expert, too, he is. which is why he has goose and pigeons. And, um, yeah, Joey, I guess, why don't you, why don't you intro the interview? Because I wasn't at the festival. And I haven't listened. <laughs> I honestly haven't listened to it in so long, so I'm going to be a little surprised by it as well. So why don't we just listen to it? Here's a surprise for all of you. Yeah. <laughs>
Great test. I think we're good. All right, Great Beyond Podcast here with the man who probably deserves the most credit on Goose's team, but doesn't get it enough, in my opinion. Dave DeCiani, how you doing, brother? Good, good, man. Uh, good. It's good to be here at Fred this weekend. Enjoying it out here. Yeah, right, man. So can you give me a little like, background as to how it got started, how this came to be? Um, yeah, it, it had a lot to do with Pete Shapiro and, okay. uh, and our relationship with him. Um, you know, he's become a big advocate for the band uh, over the past, you know, several years, but especially through COVID. Um, and he really wanted to make this happen and he wouldn't let us say no much, <laughs> um, is, is kind of how it all came together. Yeah, um, cool. So, yeah, it was... There's actually an article in Polestar that just came out um, on Friday about the festival and, and, you know, Rick was talking about the band was supposed to be off this this month um, and then Pete just came in and, and wouldn't let him say no. So <laughs> here we are. Well, that's really cool, man. So this isn't the first time you guys hooked up with Pete Shapiro, right? So Goosemas was, was that the first collaborative project between Goose and Shapiro? Yes, yes. And, you know, myself and Ben... And our booking agents, you know, we work with Pete and his team quite a bit with other acts. Okay. So, you know, they're good friends and partners and, and, you know, uh, yeah, in terms of Goose, Pete was at the Williamsburg Music Hall show just prior to, you know, at the top of 2020. January 25th. Yep. Um, and that was his first time seeing the band. Kirk Peterson, who, who works with Pete and is involved at uh, Lock-In here. I don't know when he first saw the band. He, a lot of people didn't ever got to see the band because it all kind of fell apart. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, so that, you know, just prior to COVID, um, Pete was introduced, you know, saw them live for the first time. And we were supposed to come play here summer of 2020. Um, yeah, the, uh, the yeah. Phil 80th birthday celebration. I was looking forward to that lock-in, yeah. Yeah, it was, that was a good lineup, and, and we were excited to have Goose, you know, make it down here. But this is uh, this is pretty cool to, yeah. to be back at this property kind of doing our own thing. Yeah, it's really cool. And, like, the, there's definitely, like, enough space because it's obviously a huge farm, so, like, you're still running into people that, I mean, a couple times you meet somebody, you're going to see them again. So it's not like a massive, like huge crowd of people festival it's like this family feeling of like a bunch of goose fans and honestly a bunch of people who haven't seen goose haven't heard of goose i met some kids who were just here to see dawes so that's wild yeah that's awesome i'm, I'm glad to hear that there's people here for dawes yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. that's great did that black sabbath set yeah, last night so great they were yeah, so I'm true to the album it was really nice people, yeah it's awesome but yeah it's it's definitely a family vibe it's you know kind of exactly what uh what we wanted it to be Cool, man. So can you talk a little bit about the lineup and how that was set up? Was that band influence? Was that through, like, you know, management who we have connections with, anything like that? Um, I think it it sort of was... I, I And out of the gate, I think we were maybe considering it just being a goose show. Um, and then we tossed some ideas around just collectively with, you know, between us management the band and, and Kirk and Pete um, from the lock-in side um, and sort of had a pretty clear direction that we wanted to go and, and kind of get outside of the the box that um, you know get outside of the typical jam band lineup that you would see yeah. um, 
And I think, you know, Kirk and Pete did a great job of sort of curating that, bringing that in. But at the end, I mean, it, it was influenced, a conversation with all of us, and then Kirk and Pete went out and uh, and got, you know, the lineup book. Okay, very cool. Yeah, because it definitely fits the goose sound of, like, having this indie vibe, and then also acts like someone who's setting up right now, Corey Wong, to have that, like, jazz side and more in the jam band scene, so. Yeah, for sure. And, and Corey is one that's, he's on 11-11's roster, but, yeah, it was all... Um, it was, yeah, it's great to have him here. It's it's a great lineup. I mean, the music yesterday was great. Sammy Ray just played. She was amazing. That was incredible. Um, I've been wanting to see her. I discovered her just at the start of COVID. Oh, yeah? For the first time, so. Yeah, I hadn't yeah, heard her before her. this lineup was announced, and I got into it, and obviously, like, the latest album was incredible, that Everybody Wants to Rule the World cover yeah, yeah. is incredible. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I guess, can you talk a little bit about uh, curating a festival for a specific band? Because, I guess, Dome Fest, obviously, that's been a big project with Pigeons that you work with. So, like, what's the process of going with the band saying, what do you want to see this year? Going to Goose for this and be like, all right, what activities, what kind of setup do you want? And, like, trying to make that vision become a reality. I guess, what's the process through the whole thing? Um, I mean, the Dome Fest um, is a bit of a different, um, a different thing because it, it sort of grew into what it became and the band cre very much created it from early on and you know it was very grassroots and, and this you know we were coming into like infrastructure and a whole team and things like that so the focus was like the activities and different things like that was a big part that the band got to focus on so it's it's curating uh a band-specific festival it just depends on the scenario, and this is a unique, you know, Dome Fest and this are completely unique scenarios. Um, yeah, I guess Dome Fest is pretty independent. Where this teaming up with Lock and Farm, that's got to be. Yeah, it's a, it was. Yeah, it's a, you know, we're coming into everything. You know, there's so much focus on Dome Fest and like everything that's here. That you know, all the infrastructure that's yeah. here. That Goose didn't have to. You know, we didn't have to go through that. So the, you know, there could. You know, and, and I mean, pigeons do a great job putting their own creative touches onto their event. But, That's um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was almost entirely the focus for Goose was was how, you know how to do this game kind of thing and and make sure people were had activities. There's you know um, a good amount of free time built into the schedule for people to also like enjoy the community side of the whole thing. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, before it started, we went out to Willie's Joint, hung out there a little bit. That's, is that where you could, like, go smoke weed? Yeah, yeah, they got a little place in the back that's just, like, a bunch of tables. There's a couple bongs out there that, like, I wouldn't share with the, the rest of this crowd, but, hey, they're there if you need it. Yeah, well, um, I hope they're cleaning them. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I, they looked very clean, so, okay, yeah, cool. I think they're doing a good job. Um, so I guess one last question for you, other than the Goose, the Goose of J or actually, let's talk about the Pseudo and Alpha Proof. Were those projects you wanted to bring, or the band wanted to bring, before yeah. this was starting? Yeah, I mean, that was, um, you know, honestly, so much has happened so quickly, particularly with this festival. It, it you know, it was like a two-week thing, where it was like, okay, we're going to do this, like, here we go. Um, and... Yeah, I, I, it was definitely very early in the conversation. Like, let's not only have Goose, but sort of other, you know, members doing their own different projects. The acoustic Goose, you know, trio set that we're yeah. going to do tomorrow. 
um, which is the first way I ever saw Goose was that interview with Tom Marshall and RJ. Oh, Bay. right That on, was like yeah. the first yeah, yeah. Goose show, quote unquote. Yeah. That was right before the Williamsburg thing. Yeah, right? so it? then I went to the Bowery the next night. Yeah, yeah, right. And then I couldn't go to Williamsburg. I was working that night, but um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, that definitely having those guys a part of it, especially they've both put out, you know, we're planning on putting out music uh, and did put out music, you know, this summer. So it, it, yeah. it made a lot of sense. All right, very nice. Well, I want to leave the listeners with one thing is that I'm quitting my job and starting a new job because of the man right here. Dave DeCiani, before COVID, I asked desperately to work for the band. I mentioned I was a CPA. And he called me, gave me some great career advice, hooked me up with a place that I'm starting with after Labor Day. So this guy literally changed my life. <laughs> he means so much to me. I love him so much. And yeah, uh, I appreciate yeah, man. that, man. I'm Dude. glad uh, it all worked out for you. Yeah, for sure, man. Thank you so much. And Absolutely. Corey Wong is, uh, looks like the pieces are getting together. So yep. we can head yep. back down. I'm going to break face, man. Thanks so much for doing you. this. Yep. Appreciate it so much, man. We ready? Are we on? We're rolling. We're rolling. All right, we're rolling. Top in the city's low. Good thing everybody turned their eyes on the radio. All right. So uh, this weekend, what happened? Oh, that's how we're gonna start the segment. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we do. Somebody didn't write an intro in the notes, Joey. I don't want to name names, but sorry. Anyway, I guess Bruce has to do this. So um, take it. (laughs) Brace yourselves. Oh, let's introduce Terminal Five. Uh, In case (laughs) you two intro. In case you haven't heard, fourteen minutes. (laughs) Start the clock now. Um, Don't don't put your phone on rotate. (laughs) I'm turning the Android back on. It wasn't the feedback problem. So anyway, um, Terminal Five happened this weekend. So Goose played two shows. It probably Probably one of the most hated venues in New York, Terminal Absolutely. Five. Um, but you can hate me now, but I won't stop now. And the rap references continue. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, you know, we they took lemons. I guess this is the saying, and made lemonade. Um, and that little club really was popping this weekend. Um, popping with it with a hard G. Well, yeah, I'm 36. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't leave apostrophes at the end of words these days. You're but, right. You're uh, right. You're <laughs> you know. When you're right, you're right. Yeah, I mean, it's just the way it is. So the Friday show, they actually started off with a bang, opened up with "So Ready," just like they did at Greg's wedding. Man, this band is predictable. Um, <laughs> but that "So Ready" was scorching, and right off the bat, night one, when these guys had five sets this weekend, they just they just kicked it up a notch right away and kept the energy going the whole weekend. It was insane how many people knew the words. Right? Oh, I continue I, to be blown away by the people knowing the words to these songs. And now. I don't think the soundboards really captured it. Like, yep. Hot Tea, the entire building was singing along every single oh, word. it was wild. Such dude. a cool feeling. It was wild. I mean, that literally, that's why, like, you know, to, to reference a much older show now at this point, but the Denver show when they played Empress, yeah. I just will still, will always remember that just Getty just shine those white lights on the crowd, man, and everybody's hands went up and everybody was singing along. I'm like, how do these 5,000 people know this song? You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. It's just amazing. So, yeah. And you got a good view of that at Terminal 5. You know, it's absolutely even though it's a sea of people and it and there are a lot of tough sight lines at that venue. It's just it, it makes for a lot of cool visuals, though. It's really cool for the lights that it's like an almost square rectangular room. 
Um, you know, it's built, it was a club, uh, which is part of the reason why there's some problems with having, you know, 3,000 plus people in that place packed in there. There's there's not a lot of access ways and things like that. But, but man, you can really let it up. You can really get a cool vibe going in that yeah. room. And they did, you know, they did that whole weekend. And talking about that feeling of like indoor goose being back. Oh. Like, I, I totally forgot. How oh, good that is! So sweet, dude. unbelievable. And Smaller if, indoor spots, man. It's just the coolest thing. If you I, haven't bought your tickets to Fall Tour Winter, like, mm. go, go see Goose indoors because it is so worth it. I mean, this isn't even a Goose podcast, and listen to us. No, <laughs> you no, know, it's insane. Oh, yeah. um, I but, forgot. I didn't you know, like to dig band. into the jams, um, yeah. only band that comes to New York and plays a song about Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. look how Cleveland was. Fire! Oh, though. that it was ripped, absolutely yeah. ripped. I mean, uh, Handini had his whole setup there, so you could just dig in on that clav. Yeah, um, jams went super deep. Speaking of a sea of people floating atop that sea, was uh, the debut of Old Man's Boat. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but these guys really like water themes. Great reference. Thank um, you. Yeah, Thank you. I like that. Um, but, but and again, I mean, like, so ready kicked it up a notch right away, and Peter was on fire on the keys, man, and really sounded. Uh, and not only his keys playing, but his singing yeah. sounded really, really good this weekend. Um, like these guys just kind of keep having these little periods off and then leveling up. You know, one of them levels up in certain ways. The whole band levels up in certain ways. And you could hear, you could really hear it right off the bat night one um, at T5. And then we got, you know, in the second set, uh, 2021 sandwich yeah. the set dude which nobody thought they would play it's about time yeah. I, I don't have to go to new year's now i'm i'm thrilled i mean i'm gonna go but yeah. uh, <laughs> i'm thrilled what when i also do? don't have to go to shows that i'm addicted to and just <laughs> continue to go to for no reason um but then uh and then finally uh that flow down encore so we've had a flopener uh, there was some talk about a Flancor, a flancor, a flancor, I think. Flancor, flancor. I don't understand the flancor because it was like supposed to be pronounced like flan, and then you know they wrote it like I'm like you could just use the O, flancor. However, it's hot. You could do the O, the the fashion. The fashion. Uh, the flancor. Flancor. <laughs> except, except it's not French. It's Norwegian. So it's like flancor. That didn't sound right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's move on to night two. Oh, oh man. Peter, again, the oh, vocals on point. Life on the Shelf, new track. And that was really where I noticed it. You know, because that's a higher register, that track. And he really sounded smooth, you know, and held and held the note levels really well, you know, and just I was like floored by how you much sound like a music teacher. <laughs> a <laughs> joke know. inception. Yeah. But that's that's definitely one of those songs that I could see them like building on, building on, jamming it out, discovering new places to go with it. Like there's that's all of Peter's songs have these like this incredible ability for them to take to new places, which is what I love mm-hmm. about them. Definitely. And definitely. Peter's songs are a little bit, I mean, even when he's trying to, you know, even when it's a, a, a deeper or more serious subject, like Life on the Shelf, mm-hmm. it's, he just has a light air about the songs. And it's a really cool juxtaposition of the way yeah. Rick writes, you know, and it, it just gives you this wide variety of things that these guys can play that still all sound like ghosts, you know, which is, which is important. It's important for them to separate themselves in that sort of way to find some uniqueness and some variety in a genre that a lot of people like to hear the same things, you know, over and over. So, um, but I wanted to specify that So Ready kicked off night one, was fire, tumble on night two. Ooh, to start the night, opener. to start a three-set yeah. night. 
that tumble opener was one of the best openers I've ever heard at a show. I mean, it's one of the better tumbles I've ever heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just rips the entire it's 20 minutes as yeah. an opener. And I was like, shit, this is just the first song first set it's one of those where you're like holy that was only one song that they played it feels like an entire concert like I'm good into Bob Don too which then you know Rick was shredding during that tumble and then Bob Don just opens up that space for like that cool classic rock Mm -hmm. expected solo at at the end that just wails you know and it's just the feeling behind that is just sick you know that song is I love that song I actually really like that Bob Don doesn't go super deep but it's just like seven minutes of rock. Exactly, you know? yeah. It's a straight rock song. Which is a perfect, like, you need that placement in there to then go into uh, some other songs, Life on the Shelf. And then I want to highlight that White Lights into Jive One transition. It was like, at the entire time, like, what is this? Smooth. What is this? Like, yeah. what are they about to play? It sounds so familiar. And then all of a sudden, do, 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 do. And then everyone around me is like, holy shit, it's Jive One. Yeah. Yep. And they go into it. And, I mean, Jive Lee is my favorite song. And I hadn't gotten it to that point since Suwanee, so I've been like, okay. craving a Jive Lee. Uh, Lee is yeah, sick. that and, Lee was a little mini Rippington. Oh, yeah, it was like no, fourteen uh, uh, minutes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rippy Hamilton. Yeah, Rippy <laughs> Hamilton. Um, set two though, we got that uh, new at Burns Within. A lot of buzz about that. Um, yeah, super tight. I mean, I feel like so with the different formats for it burns within. I have just not. I like that song no matter how they play it. It's right just up. a really great song. It's fun on sing along to. Got a lot of feeling in it. Uh, good energy behind the song. I, I. It's crazy that that song has only been played one other time as. As Goose, Goose right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Or well, two, no, other two, other times. Times. two other Goose times. Two other times. Goose was one. So. Last Halloween, yeah, the sixth, the the show before the seventh, before the makeup yep. shows, yep. that yep. was the first time they had played it since 2014, since this the very Goosemas first Goosemas. Yep. Yeah. So many busts right. outs in that show. That's crazy. a great show. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got the you know the oh my dragonfly debut. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, oh my dragonfly surprise. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, that was sick. I actually, I didn't know <laughs> which Neither. tape song it was. No idea, yeah. Talking to my friend Eric, we thought it was Forest or something, but I don't know. Camino Two, all these nature names and shit. Until it hit Dragonfly Two, I didn't realize it was Dragonfly. But, mm. I didn't know, even I know there was a second one. Yeah, part one, part two. Oh my god, no one, idea. Yeah. Is it, this is why this is not a Goose podcast. <laughs> yeah, not even close. Oh, I barely know the band. <laughs> um, and then after Dragonfly, uh, Peeper. Peter. Peeper is your name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Peter Pole. The Peter Pole. Peter did his Peter Pole. Um, of course, at that point, when you're going in three sets, everyone just says it's their first show. But uh, the rumors were true. They announced uh, they were going to be doing a third set. A lot of missed trains, a lot of cars left in parking lots overnight. Mm, absolutely. Um, allegedly, Bruce leaked. <laughs> so, first of all, so the rumors were true. The rumors that I did not spread, okay? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, God forbid Bruce knows something, you know? <laughs> and then everybody has to get all huffy and puff their chest out and be like, what, well, Bruce, this? Well, I will say all the bartenders were saying they're yeah. playing until one. Kochek, everybody knew. Somebody yeah. better watch AG. And then <laughs> that's yeah. all Keep I'm your saying. Eyes on AG. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but people knew. I mean, and, and third set, whatever. Uh, Surprise or not, you gotta love a third set. Get the funk out of my face. First one since Halloween, Mercury well, Bingo um, Tour. Bingo Tour. I think. Check no, me on that. Cause, um, no, uh, yeah. They played it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bingo Tour was after that. Um, and no. I think 
Pumped Up Kicks was Pumped Thornville. Up Kicks hasn't been played in a while. Thornville, uh, 2020. And Whoa, like, okay. so that was part of some of the stuff too with this third night was that each set was, I mean, you could have these three sets and you're going to have some drop-off points or some lulls and they did not. No. Every set was well-constructed. The energy was good throughout each set. I mean, they played like cover rock the Casbah at the be- at oh the end God, of the first I set. Yeah, how did we not talk about that? And that was fire. And you know, it's um, Jeff sounds great gong as well. Gang, baby, that day. Gong, gong, gang. gong gang for life. I, 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 I do want to note I had my gong gang jersey on. And, you know, Congratulations! A bunch of people were like, "Oh, like how'd you know?" You know, Jeff. I was like, "Yeah, you know, we're boys." Oh, you, you know, know yeah. did you know I was a VIP at Frontier? So, anyway, <laughs> I actually so. wasn't a VIP. Oh, subtle! I had to spend night one on the third floor on Peter's side, not seeing the band at all. But it was a dance party out there. Well, if you watch the Fred film, everyone's a VIP. Madavan, <laughs> Love Light, Madavan. Oh, Rager. What about Absolutely. acquainted with the night, dog? Oh, my God. Bobby I, Frost. I, I, right? I, I didn't know what was happening at first. You know, <laughs> I'm like just hearing these weird sounds, and it happens to be Trevor yeah. <laughs> reading a poem. Yeah. And that's what I think the third set was really one for the fans. Like sure. a lot of bu- those, like, get the fuck out of my face. Pumped up kicks. Trevor reads poetry. It was a lot of me turning to my friends, going, "All right, here's what's happening. This is what's going on. Here's why yeah. it's like a, a freak out moment well, for me." But I mean, but again, to go back to the point about keeping that um, a good pace and, and constructing each set well, that pumped up kicks was perfectly placed yeah. after that creatures, and it rocked too. It and, and that terminal five, like everybody knowing the words, everybody dancing along, like terminal five was. Bumping, it pumped was up. Wild. It was like almost every single person was there was like, wild. "Fuck yeah, I want to hear this." You know, <laughs> it was um, like they were fostering the people towards joy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do want to note in that Madavan Lovely Madavan, I forget exactly where, but there was this cool back and forth between Rick and Peter, where they were like doing the exact same oh, line yeah. going back mm-hmm. and forth. Yeah, and then really Rick cool. did this like secret agent mantis, and Peter was right yeah. there to match him with yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And like I love really, that song. And, then, and, then, and it was funny because Rick did the secret age man tease and then peter picked up the response in such a way that it sounded like they were just flowing right into secret agent man it yeah like was the normal intro practically at that point but um i was screaming at them to play it but you know the audio in terminal five they couldn't hear me um so you know <laughs> that, and that's terminal five's there, fault, frankly. it is terminal five's fault and the band's fault and <laughs> with love light too you know it it's kind of subtle, um, but I want everyone to know that <laughs> Rick did say suck it, Russo, before they played <laughs> yeah, that. I didn't hear that until oh, today when I was I, listening to it. I love the band trolling Russo. I love it. I love it. I love We need more of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah it's and then the show closed out with, um, with Hot Tea Prize, which I love a reprise of Hot Tea. Yeah. I think we need a new name for it just because the um, kind of pimple popping keyboard warriors on certain websites might want to. Say it sounds like a different band. I just call them fish fan. Oh yeah, but anyway, sorry. So oh, it's, it's all right. We can yeah. no names, no names, no names. Uh, but we need a new name, even if it's just you know T two. I don't know. And I mean the whole time too. I, tea time. Tea time. I think, I think the entire set. I was like telling people you know, like interrupting their show obviously because i love chomping and i was like you know they haven't finished dot <laughs> d yet and people are like i don't care i don't know no, you, did tell me, you did tell me that twice uh, you told me greg <laughs> twice for example <laughs> and then when they played it i pretty much told everybody again <laughs> so i was like remember when i was telling you they were gonna finish it anyway so yeah we didn't talk about that hot tea and a big thing among uh, i feel like newer fans in el goose is what is the best hot tea that's the song they go to of what is the best version mm. of the song and to this point, 
I think I've been saying Charleston. That Charleston tea was what I was going to say. Is, but <sighs> this, I don't know, man. Maybe it was just the energy in the room. Like the recording, you might not get that. I don't know. I listened last night. It does sound great. The problem is with these two shows is that there are literally countless songs that they actually crushed you know Mm -hmm. that's so ready to open was great there's a number of good cuts from night one the echo was really great um Mm -hmm. and then on night rosewood that rosewood was great and then uh, the tumble on night three that we were talking about that white lights was great that lee was awesome you know we got a wisteria for the first time in a while oh my they God, finally yeah, put away wisteria. yeah you're right you're right i was definitely floating which on a marshmallow kinda, at which the time. is cool because they were playing a lot now yeah. that now they're like tucking it away a little bit so it was great to hear i mean they just had so many i mean again it's, five sets and two encores and just they really just played lights out the whole time mm-hmm. and that's really that's there's something to be said for that it is funny that since the podcast started they tucked wisteria away <laughs> yeah right i mean i don't know about you guys but every Bastards. time i've heard it i sing the great, the great beyond, beyond of extra course, loud for sure and i hear rob's voice going the great beyond <laughs> i hear rob's voice going can you guys get the hell out of here yeah i hear rob's <laughs> voice saying like that wasn't good <laughs> like, let's but let's move on let's listen to a little bit of that voice theory yeah, how about it yeah let's, let's have a listen I don't know if we want to listen to it. Well, because it's going to be one more thing. Episode. At yeah, least we yeah, have one more thing option. before we Rob, keep it rolling. Um, because we can clo- <laughs> close it out with this. Um, <laughs> Rob, keep it rolling. Uh, so, in summation, still on a goose podcast. Nah. First, wait till our eggy recap of their tour with Spafford. That's right. Coming up, six episode season. <laughs> so, we um, but this is was the first indoor goose show in New York City since Music Hall Williamsburg, six hundred people. 3,000 people at T5. Tell me what band can multiply their audience by five during a pandemic and come back that strong. Right. Play three sets. I mean, what's next? I mean, you know, hopefully what's next is is me getting my hotels paid for um is what's next <laughs> well we oh can, we're talking about the band we, 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 we can all dream we can all dream we can all dream um and, and to emphasize that like there have been so many fans who have gotten into goose in the pandemic from bingo tour just only seen socially distant shows and for them to finally have the opportunity on this fall tour at terminal five out west in the winter to see this band in an indoor scene, see Getty's Lights, who I think was the MVP of the weekend. I mean, I mean dude, Getty is uh, no joke and no hyperbole. Like Getty is one of the lucky, uh, one of the luckiest things that's happened to this band. But it's taking advantage of an opportunity is them running into Getty, seeing him do lights and asking him to do lights for them, yeah. noticing that talent right away. I mean, was just such a great. Uh, pick up because Getty is is really one of the best LDs I've ever seen and he's super young you know before we give this band too much credit let's hit pause listen to a little bit of tunes from T5 we'll be back in a sec
gets you weary in your knees Oh, you paint the walls with warning signs So the next show coming up after this Terminal 5 show is the Halloween run starting in Portland, ending in Worcester, Massachusetts. Nice, dude. Now I got it. Worcester. Worcester? Dude, everybody at a diner in in Worcester would would correct it. I've come a long way since Worcester. It's very hard Mm -hmm. for us in Connecticut who have no accents to say. Right. Sorry that we speak. I hate being so eloquent. Proper English. I know, it's just tough. It's um, tough. Proper English, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got the Halloween run four nights. Uh, Portland, Portland, Worcester, Worcester. Go get your lobster rolls and head on down to Worcester and get your, uh, the, I don't know. That English joke was terrible. I just, I'm just remembering that English joke that Joey just made. It was awful. I'm sorry Me? to everybody. I didn't do that. That was Greg. I, I that that English accent was fucking terrible. I mean, we're just gonna blame everything on me. Well, then. it's Joey's night. Tonight. It, Joey's gonna Joey's gonna be a newsy. From... <laughs> <laughs> it's a Worcester accent, actually. Um, so Halloween, maybe we'll get covers. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. If um, they're feeling it. I or maybe know. all of you will get the same 10 songs even here and you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> and Dragonfly, too. All right. Um, so, you know, back in the day, the guys did some did some theme shows on Halloween. Uh, they did mm. Ghostbusters theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they did, did uh, uh, Austin Powers. Austin Powers. But that was that was during the summer. Oh, uh, yeah. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. They did... Um, Which is not on Nugs, so I'm like, I heard of the Caddyshack show. I'm unfamiliar with it. Is the I on, mean, obviously, there's the Loggins. Camp, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Um, it's obviously the Loggins run, but the Loggins, I don't know where it comes that's from. Where, I yeah, may be that's wrong. That's where the Loggins suite comes from, man. Yeah. Um, semi-pro. 
yes. Mercury Lounge. Oh, semi-pro was tight. Yeah. I still have Trevor's used headband. Uh, if anyone wants to buy it for five thousand bucks, we can start. Sure for I would time. like to just Minimal, lick baby. it. Uh, what's the price for licking it? Um, <laughs> we'll talk offline. All right, okay. We can we'll work take, We'll take else. that offline. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll circle back around. So but. since uh, the podcast is back, um, I guess engage with us on socials. Hop on. Tell us what you want them to play. We have no pull. Don't engage yeah, with me. No. Don't ask us, hey, can they play this? Because there's no, there's no way they're going to listen to Disengage us. Disengage from Bruce, though. I, I do want to ask you guys, like, if you could have any soundtrack being played, not that they're going to play it this year, what would you want? Do you have any idea? Is there a Madonna soundtrack? Has she? I don't recorded... know. I was thinking 10 Things I Hate About You must have pop music in it. So okay. I would go with that. All right. <laughs> I don't know. What would they dress up as? Um... You know, uh, two tops. Could, I mean, Rick's emo enough to be what's his name that was emo in that movie. Um, I don't know, it's a Shakespeare movie, that's all I care about. Yeah, a little know. uh, rep- uh reprise of Taming of the Shrew. For yeah, those excuse of you, uh, me for to... being well read. I'm gonna win Jeopardy one day, I swear. Um, <laughs> I would love, I would love, love, love to hear the Forrest Gump soundtrack. Well, that would be that's too many songs. If they left anything off, I would be so upset. But that is my favorite movie. I'm often because upset of the at them, dude. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's a good. normal part of being a fan. So join us in Worcester <laughs> and get upset. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll see you guys there. Do you guys want to know what I want? By any oh chance? shit! Yeah, you're part of this podcast. Um, yeah, go ahead, Joey. Let us know. Uh, <laughs> Wait, is the feedback <laughs> coming in through your phone again? Uh, no, you can go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so something I was <laughs> recently that was I would love to hear the Sandlot, a lot of oh, classic sixties. Yeah, honestly, course. only because I want to hear Green Onions. Uh, uh-huh. Dude, it'd be right in their wheelhouse. And that though. America the Beautiful, that Ray Charles version, I would right, cry right in their wheelhouse. But, I mean, I would um, love to. Hear but it. apparently, my phone is breaking up the audio, so nobody really well, cares. What why I don't want. we? Why don't we pan the crowd? Rob, um, any suggestions? Yeah, for movie soundtracks. Movie you soundtracks. Want? Hot Rod. Ooh, hot, hot Rod. Hot Rod. Oh, hot Rod's a good one. I like that. How about, how about Days of Confused? Yeah, Days of Confused would be good. Yeah, okay. definitely. All right, all right. All right, so there's some good movie soundtracks good out stuff. there. Yeah, yeah maybe like the people in this room know stuff. I can't wait for them to do Shakespeare in Love or some yeah, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> just Shakespeare. Let's just do some Shakespeare. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Why Bow, not? Bowfinger. I think uh, we could just have Trevor <laughs> read like the entirety of like one of the Richard histories, you know, and then everybody would be... <laughs> Uh, Richie, pump, Richie, pump. Richie Wait, Shakes. were you guys English majors by any chance? Yes. I was. Yes, at the same school. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> now look at us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really panned out. Oh, hey, Mom. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for paying. Um, so we'll be back. You know, we're not we're not going to leave you guys hanging this fall. We'll be around. We'll be here. Yeah, lucky it, you. <laughs> if we feel like it. But yeah. for now, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to our guest. Dave DeCiani. Thanks to M for taking pictures. Thanks to Rob for sitting in. Thank you to our manager, Kathleen Rothschild. I'm sorry. Kathleen Knight. Oh, now. Ooh, hey. Oh, snap. That ring is tight. Oh, baby. <laughs> and thanks most of all to you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to catch a ride with us next time down the pathway to the great beyond. The great beyond.